Welcome to the Wealth and Wellness Podcast with me, Kaylee Boisvert. I specialize in helping people to achieve their financial goals. I have a love for all things numbers, and I am passionate about financial literacy. My goal is to spark healthy and positive conversations around wealth and investment and create a world where nobody is limited by their financial situation. But wealth is just one piece in the equation of living our best lives. So join me as we explore both wealth and wellness topics. From your net worth to your self-worth, get ready to take confident action. Hello, this is Kaylee, and thank you for listening to the Wealth and Wellness Podcast. I'm super excited for this episode where we are joined by special guest, Michelle Cederberg. Um, A little bit about Michelle before we get started. So as a certified speaking professional for over 17 years, Michelle has captivated audience across North America with her empowering and humorous messages about how to set worthwhile goals, get energized for success, and live a bigger life. An in-demand speaker, author, coach, and consultant, she believes that personal and professional success is directly influenced by how well we harness the physical, mental, and emotional capacity we each have within us. Michelle holds a master's in kinesiology, a BA in psychology, a specialization in health and exercise psychology, uh, is a certified exercise physiologist, a certified professional co-active life coach, and an ORSC trained team coach. She truly combines mind, body, and practicality to empower change. Michelle is the author of three books, and her new book, The Success Energy Equation, debuted as a bestseller in October 2020. So, Michelle, I'm so excited to have you here. Um, such an impressive. Um, bio there to read and all your accomplishments and education and um, endless list. So I'm very excited. (laughs) You have a wealth of knowledge to share with us today, I'm sure. Um, So yes, thank you so much for joining. Can you tell us a little bit maybe more about your journey and kind of what brought you to this point in your career with what you're doing now? Yeah, thanks. Yeah, Gosh, I've been now speaking for 17 years, but I'm also a um, coach and author, as you know, but I came into the work that I do through the fitness industry. Interestingly enough, I worked for many years as a personal trainer, as a um, educator in the health realm and um, at the college. And um, then I moved into speaking. So I've been doing this now for many years, many years. I'm also a coach. So it's, uh, it's interesting work for sure. Well, thank you so much for joining us. So can you chat a little bit more like so in the bio or in that introduction, you talk about um, you're wanting people to live this big life or a bigger life. What do you mean by that? Well, you know, one of the reasons why I became a coach is because I, I kept meeting people who had no idea how extraordinary they actually are. And so, you know, my tagline for my business is dare to live it big. You know, I want people to realize that they have within them this capacity to to you know, be better, do better, have more. And it really is about harnessing um, personal energy, emotional energy, and all of those things to really chase after the stuff you want. So I'm, I'm all about helping people live a bigger life in that way. <laughs> Love it. Yes. Let's have everyone living a big life. So 
listeners on this call, I'm sure in this <laughs> podcast, I'm sure they're wanting to live those big lives as well. Can you chat a little bit then about that link then? Like it, it sounds like you have a, a really, you know, strong background in that, that um, physical side. And then the link between that and our mental and emotional, like, I think that's so important. And obviously something you have such a, a good level of knowledge with. Yeah, uh, the book is called The Success Energy Equation. Um, and for me, energy is not just about physical health. It's not just about eating better and sleeping more and exercising more. It's about the physical energy have within, within us and how it improves our emotional capacity. So we have better self-esteem and self-efficacy and self-confidence. It improves our mental wellness so that we are more focused and less stressed. And then quite importantly, it enhances our cognitive wellness. So we are dialing it in when we're doing our work, better attention span, better problem solving, better focus, better creativity, and all of those things together um, really will help us to drive after our goals with more purpose and, and hopefully um, capacity to get it done. Yeah. And what would you say then for, obviously we're recording this or chatting in the time of, you know, what's going on with COVID. So what would you say for people right now, like going through everything we're going through with COVID and the challenges, the day-to-day challenges? Like, I think, you know, we're all feeling a little, you know, energy drained with everything mm-hmm. going on. Yeah, it's an, it's definitely an interesting time. And, you know, now that we're into, you know, our ninth month of COVID restricted or pandemic restricted living, most of your listeners, myself included, have been experiencing a roller coaster of emotions and energy. You know, at the beginning, we kind of squared our shoulders and said, okay, two weeks tops and we'll be back to normal. <laughs> Little did we know. Yeah. And, and, you know, then we went into, um, you know, a couple months of it and then looked towards the summer going, well, maybe the summer will help. And then it, you know, fall came and we're still with it. And now we're looking towards winter. And what has happened is we, we worked really hard to pivot. And that's the only time I'm going to use that word. <laughs> And then probably sat there in disbelief. And now nine months in, we're realizing, gosh, this is our life. And so for the moment, whatever it is that we're experiencing right now, we have to get back to ourselves. We have to get back to basics. We have to get back to self-care. We have to figure out a way to manage our our Zoom fatigue, if you want to call it that, and our digital um, in uh, reliance, because everything now we're really connected to the outside world via our technology. Um, any goals that we've set on uh, on hold or our fitness uh, that might have gotten off track. I don't know about you, but I've baked COVID bread and I've been drinking more wine and you know, like trying to get back on track. Yeah. So I think I think the the best reminder for your listeners at this point in time is is to really check in with yourself and ask like, what do I need? Like. What do I want right now, knowing that we're in this for a while longer yet? Um, how can I not put my life on hold? And what do I need to do to kind of get that ball rolling again with my health, with my uh, career, with my relationships, with my finances, all of it? Yeah. So almost like they're kind of rechecking in on goals or um, like you said, that pivoting or just, you know, making sure that we're adjusting them to what's going on. 100%, because I know that for a lot of people, um, it's been, well, I'm not going to really do anything until we get to the other side of this. And, you know, you, you know, you, you talk about wealth and wellness, you know, for me as a professional speaker, I'm, I'm normally traveling across North America and delivering in-person presentations. And, you know, mid-March when everything shut down, all of those presentations 
got postponed into 2021 or later in the year or got pushed to virtual and you know, a good portion of my income just put, got put on hold. And I started to, to say, oh, I'll just wait until all of this, you know, uh, goes by and then I'll, I'll check in with my finances and make sure I'm doing my monthly payments for my RSPs or whatever it might be. But I realized, wow, like nine months, 10 months, a year of putting that kind of stuff on hold can set us back a lot. Yeah, People have absolutely. done it with their health and people have done it with, you know, super saying it is a good time for a reset. What do you want? What do you need for yourself? And how can you start to get there? Yeah. And adjusting. Same thing with my business. I was doing like in-person lunch and learns and then that stopped. And I was like, well, that was such a big piece of what I do. And Mm -hmm. so my writing coach was like, well, you have to take it online. Like you have to keep doing these. And I was very like hesitant. I was like, I'll just wait (laughs) until that time. And then you're like, well, I'm glad I didn't wait. And I, I pivoted and I'm, you know, doing them uh, like virtually and it's going still great. And there's still people showing up, but yeah, it's like you, it's this mindset shift and you have to adjust and we have to. We just really have to reframe and say, what am I learning from this? And what's the, what's the positive in it all? And interestingly, um, with my, with my new book, the success energy equation, I finished writing it in January pre COVID, but you know, as I was going through the editing process and, and spending time rereading and doing all that kind of stuff, I realized that it is kind of an accidental pandemic survival guide, you know, because it does help you check in with what you need and to get clear about what's truly important and then to kind of capitalize on the energy within to to take those steps in small steps if you need to so it's uh, it's it's uh, it's timely Perfect. <laughs> quite by accident well then let's let's talk a little bit more about your book then you sent me a copy so i got to take a look through it's great and i love it and it gives great tips so um do you want to tell the listeners a bit about your book and it i i guess um yeah, for listeners, it's sort of broken down into three parts. Um, maybe you can chat a little bit about that and how you, yeah, what you hope readers really get out of it. Yeah, uh, my goal in writing this book was really to help busy, um, driven people tap into energy that they think they don't have, basically, so they can keep moving upwards. Because, you know, all of us have success within us and all of us are busy. And so we say, yes, I do want more. And then we try and harness energy that we don't have. And so I think of the energy within us as a renewable resource. But I also think that if we're going to find higher levels of success, we really need to stop and get present to the mess, get present to our busy lives, get present to what aspects of our life might be operating on autopilot and ask ourselves, you know, that question, what do I want? What does my future you know, draw me towards? You know, how do I want to find success with all of those things I mentioned before, your health, your wealth, your relationships, your career? Um, so I, I talk about regaining focus and recharging your life. That's the first part. And then there's a section called Ready, Set, Goals, where I talk about the power of goal setting, even though some people don't like it. I have a very interesting take on goals that I think works better. And then part three is to really get bleep done, to really get stuff done. I don't know if I can swear on here, but. <laughs> Let's keep it clean. We'll just, I, like I was saying, we got it. We'll keep it clean just for then we can get on certain. You just have to go words. and check uh, yes. the book on Amazon to see what the subtitle to, is. <laughs> yes, to see what that word we're referring to is. Um, cheeky. Yes, um, which I love, but I love the goals conversation. Like I'm so passionate about goals and I'm always talking about them because it's when we're talking about finances, I think goals are so important and we got, we have to get specific with goal planning and our goals. And if we're not, you know, then we don't have any direction. We're not sure 
what we're trying to achieve and where we're going mm-hmm. to. So I'm, I'm like a huge proponent of goals and I mean, whatever works for people, but for myself, it's writing things down, um, getting specific, having short-term, long-term goals. Can you chat a bit then about your take on goals? Um, All of those things you said right on the money. I'm absolutely about writing down goals and we don't like to write them down because then they're, then they're, there they are in front of us, black and white, you know, like I got to look at it. I got to deal with it. I can imagine what it's like in the financial world because a lot of people just put their head in the sand and ignore. It was the most exciting thing for me setting financial goals simply because that's a, that's a measurable. It's like, once it's there, it's a goal that you can see changing. And I, you know, it's, you know, so writing it down and putting where you can see it every single day, because that sends a message to your brain that says, how might I achieve that goal? See it every single day. And you're reminded, oh, there that thing is. It helps our brain move our goals from short-term memory into long-term memory where that goal, for lack of a better way of putting it, can taunt you. (laughs) I don't want to fail at that goal. So I'm going to keep chipping it away. I think the bigger reminder we have to give ourselves as success-driven individuals is we have to get rid of this idea of instant gratification when it comes to our goals. Because if we've set a good goal, if we've set one that's worthwhile and um, you know a little bit juicy, it's going to take some time to achieve it. And so we have to be patient with ourselves and put some kind of markers in place to help us uh, remember to stay the course. That's why short-term is great, right? I could have a a, a goal to be a, you know, a seven figure speaker. And, you know, I, I, well, I, that's overwhelming to me. So I need to break that down into smaller goals that'll hopefully help me get there at some point, but I'm working the whole time on those smaller goals to reach the bigger one. Yeah. That's like, so I'm working, I'm writing a book, a nonfiction novel. And so when I think about a book and it's just the end product, I'm like, whoa, that is overwhelming. Yeah. But when I kept breaking down to little pieces and it was like, okay, how about if I write this many words per day? And that was just the goal. And it's like, well, if I keep writing this many words per day, it's going to accumulate to a book at the end of the day. You can't not have a book by the end of, you know, a certain amount of effort. Yeah. (laughs) I'll have a lot of words eventually. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I always say it's easier to edit than it is to create. So getting the stuff down is the hard part. The editing is the, you know, (laughs) is is the reward. Yeah. Well, with that, okay. So with the goals conversation, you also talk about, and I think this kind of goes hand in hand with goals. It's that motivation. Um, And in your book, you have a motivation matrix. Do you want to share a little bit about that with listeners? I I, I write about four different motivation types and it's, it's um, balancing how much belief you have in your goal or yourself against how much discipline you have to do the work. So the dreamer, driver, seeker, and grinder, four types. And, and, and the, uh, the seeker is no discipline and no belief in self. So you're kind of stuck or you're kind of working on the wrong goals. The grinder is you've got no belief in yourself or your task or low belief, but you've got high discipline. So you're working hard despite not loving what you're doing. And, and I put a lot of, you know, um, that's an honorable place to be. I say in, in the book, my dad was that kind of a person because he worked hard at a job he didn't love, but he did it so he could take care of his family. So that's what I mean by that one. The yeah. um, the dreamer is uh, high belief in self and task, but low discipline. And I think a lot of us can get stuck in that dreamer, not because we don't um, uh, want the thing, but because life and busyness and distraction is pulling us away. So discipline is weakened. Our ultimate goal is to get into that driver type, which is high discipline or a high belief in yourself and the task and high 
discipline to do the work. Here's the thing. All of us will experience each of those categories at some point, depending on whatever thing we are chasing. So I had high, um, I had, I was a dreamer for my book for a long time as I was writing uh, it or not, because it wasn't getting done. And then when I finally set my publication date and put a, a, another few um, accountability pieces in place, then I became the driver. I'm getting this thing done and I'm doing the work to get it done to hit this deadline, no matter what. So we can hang out in all those different places. It's important to know what we're, you know, how, how we're reacting to something so we can learn what we need to do to get over the barriers. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. And it's very hopeful to not just think like, oh, I'm a dreamer and I'm going to be stuck that in, you know, yeah. in that box forever. And you're like, oh, like I'm not going to get stuff done then. But yeah, knowing that we can kind of shift and move throughout. If well, Cause we, we all those. know when we're holding ourselves back and we all know what we do to distract ourselves away from doing the work, you know? Yeah. When I talk yeah. about discipline, it's doing the things that you don't want to do, even when you don't want to do it, because you know the outcome it'll bring. I didn't like writing. There's <laughs> a lot of things we don't like doing. It's the outcome we want. And so sometimes we just have to dig in and do it for the sake of getting it done. Yeah. Can you chat then a bit about that makes me think of procrastination. And that's a nice um, little tool for us to avoid <laughs> <laughs> the getting it done stuff. Um, can you give us some tips about that then if we find ourselves procrastinating? Yeah, procrastination is an interesting one. I think procrastination these days and distraction go hand in hand because oftentimes when we are um, busy, then we're fatigued. And when we're fatigued, we're looking for something to kind of pick up our energy. And so we will move away from the hard tasks and move towards the easy ones. And sometimes the easy one is to pick up the phone and scroll through social media or uh, play games or work on the low priority tasks. So we procrastinate the important stuff. And that's where energy really does come in. Because when, when we can recognize, gosh, like, I always around two o'clock in the afternoon, I start procrastinating and start, you know, picking the low hanging fruit, I don't do the things I need to do. Uh, we need to recognize when our energy is highest and use that time for our big tasks. For many of us, us, it's first thing in the morning, we'll dig in and do the hard work on the tougher tasks, or at least we should. But if you find yourself kind of procrastinating or pushing aside, then you need to ask yourself, okay, what's really happening here? What's getting in the way? Why am I not wanting to do this? Pay attention to your physical energy, your emotional energy, your hunger cues, um, you know, what might be happening around you at the time. Um, you know, are your kids distracting you? Is your dog distracting you? Um, Pay attention to the cues because they're there and, and think about the times when you do your best work and what's different there. And if you've got that, those times in your day, what I call power hours, make sure that you're doing your high quality work. Then I was, I always did my writing first thing because that was when my head was clearest and I was more likely to stay on task. Okay. So the power hour, let's figure out for each of us what your power hour is. Your power um, hours, it could be more than one, but yeah. 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 Absolutely. And then, so you said like you've alluded to energy as a renewable res resource um, and you talk about managing our energy. Can you go a bit more into detail with that? Cause I think that one's so important too. Like I find myself, um, yeah, certain days it's just like, I feel so drained. And mm -hmm. sometimes you look back on your day and you're like, but what, you know, I didn't even get that much done or uh, why am I feeling this way? <laughs> and we yeah. have a, we have a real uh, difficult task in front of us you know, through pandemic living, because the way we conduct ourselves throughout our day has really changed. You know, we're spending a lot of time in front of our screens. If you're working from home, you're spending a lot less time socializing with others. Um, and 
if you're homeschooling or if you're overlapping, you know, with multiple uh, people working out of the house, there's there's all sorts of things that are impacting your energy in ways that we hadn't even imagined. So I have three different ways to think about energy. One is the obvious recharging through um, physical means, moving better, eating better, sleeping more and hydrating. And we all have, you know, I say small steps in each of those areas. If we can do a little bit better in each of those areas um, every day, we're going to have more energy. I'm a big believer right now in moving daily outdoors, getting some fresh air. And one thing I will suggest to your uh, listeners, if you're working from home, walk yourself to work and walk yourself home. So before you start your work in your home office, head out the front door, walk around the block, five, 10 minutes, set your brain. When you come in, head in the office. It's that transition from uh, home to work and at the end of the day, work to home. Nice little thing. The second way that we recover is, is through connections. Um, or with the way we energize is through connecting with people. And because we're not seeing people as much, if we're not working in the offices, um, we need, we still need, um, conversations. And so I say, you know, talk, don't text, pick up the phone so you hear the voices. If you can, you know, physically distance, get together with people that you can. Um, don't underestimate the importance of our physical connections, our, hum our human connections. And then, of course, one of, one of the things that I think most of us overlook is this idea of pause. So we can get a lot of energy from just listening to our body and slowing down. Two things, take your damn breaks. <laughs> Whether you're working from home or in the office, don't skip your coffee break and eat your lunch at, at your desk. Our brains need breaks now more than ever because we're in front of the screen. And the break is not to lean back in your chair and pick up your phone and scroll because that's not a brain break proper break is to get up and move a little bit, get a little bit of fresh air, eat something, do something that's not related to technology, have a conversation with someone. Um, breathe. You know, if you're having a day where you're just, everything's coming at you and you're feeling, oh my gosh, I can't handle it anymore. Just press yourself up against the wall and slow your breath down. Four to six counts right to the bottom of your lungs, four to six counts out and do that four times and just You'll feel your heart rate come down. You'll feel a sense of calm. It's simple things like this that we have available at our fingertips that we take for granted that we need now more than ever. And it really comes down to listening to your body. Yeah, I love those. I love that tip about that walk to work. So even mm. if we are working from home, getting that separation, because it is like we can very easily fall into like, the work life just meshes together when we're working from home oh, yeah. and then it's all yeah you just like find yourself you're eating dinner and then you see like you look at your email you're like oh I'll just go answer that I'll go deal with that yeah, and so there's no boundaries blurred. well and yeah. if you think about it your listeners you know ask yourself like if you commute to work or you know if you normally you know get in your car or whatever that's gone now too if you're working from home and that time for people is often a, a time to just kind of think about the day to to you know, ramp up to the workday or unwind at the end of it, whatever it might be, listen to music, listen, you know, listening to a podcast or whatever. And uh, so now we just go from our kitchen table to our home office, which might also be on the kitchen table. And, you know, there's no, there's no division. Yes, absolutely. Those are great ideas. I love that. Yeah. Cause I used to listen to my podcast on the way to work. So I find myself or audible books. So right. I find myself not getting as many in because I don't have that commute anymore. Yeah, um, absolutely. 
Yeah. So still making time for that. I love that. And then, um, yeah, just the physical stuff. Cause I, I follow you on Instagram and I get to see all the, um, you know, things you're doing in the physical activity. I'm like, good for you because it's like winter, it's cold. And all I think about is hibernating, but you're out there doing things. And I'm making a, a, a concerted effort to, to get outside daily. Sometimes I don't want to, my post yesterday was, you know, I fought it, but I needed it. Um, because because once COVID hit and we were working from home, I guarantee that every one of us, our step count went down by the thousands simply because we're not leaving our home as much, because we're not walking to get coffee or to lunch or to our parked car or to meetings or whatever it might be. And so at the very beginning of, of the pandemic, I said, no, every single day I am going to get out, even if it is just to walk around the block. And then in June, we got a puppy. So that made it so that no matter what, we're outside. And Hell here's yeah. the thing that we need to do to get through the winter. We have to recognize that there's no such thing as bad weather, <laughs> just bad clothing, right? Yes. And make it short efforts. But the fresh air, it, it, it is, it, it's a, it'll change you. Like it, in the fresh air and the sunshine, which we get a lot of in Alberta through the winter, thankfully, um, it, it, it really does enhance your energy. And yesterday I just didn't want to go for my bike ride, but I was having a miserable morning and I thought, no, the only thing that's going to help is fresh air. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So there's still always those moments. Like I think of it as like those moments to redeem ourselves. Like what about if we're having those days where we're like, don't want to do anything. Or if we're like, okay. And, and then all of a sudden you're like eating very bad food and then you're kind of like trapped in that. Like, is there a way to get out of those moments too? Cause I feel like there's yeah. been a few of those for me. Well, for I mean, sure. the first thing we need to do is, is to be kind and gentle to ourselves because none of us have, have navigated a pandemic before. And so you know, I said earlier, I started baking bread right at the beginning of this. I'd never done it before. I've eaten more white bread in the last nine months than I've probably in the nine months or nine years before that. And then, of course, I was drinking more wine. I'm like, ah, what the heck? But every all of that, I had, you know, I had to be kind and gentle to myself saying, that's what I knew at the time. Now I'm going to reset. If you have a moment where you're, oh, my God, I don't want to do it. I will often say, just walk out the door and walk around the block. That's it. Just don't give yourself pressure to go for a half hour, hour, just walk out the door and walk around the block. Just get a little bit of fresh air in and just see how that feels. And if it feels good, then keep going. But even just that small step, I would rather that you take a small step like that than than talk yourself out of a bigger one. Yeah. Yeah. So just that one step to do something small. Absolutely. Then it doesn't seem like as daunting of a task too, if that's what's kind of holding you back. Well, and what we need to do is get over that that motivation lapse that we're in. So um, if, if, if you're going to stay on the sofa because an hour seems like too much, I'd rather that you do a five minute walk around the block because then you're going to get out into an experience and your body and mind is going to go, Hey, this isn't so bad. Maybe I'll go for another block. And, and you know, that's, I say 10 minutes of doing is better than the hour that you're thinking about doing. So just go out, do a little bit. Is there anything else kind of like things we can consider for how we start or even planning our day? Like when I think of, you know, goals and motivation and energy, is there like a way that we should be starting our day where we're like getting specific or should we be writing these down what we want to get down done? Like what, what maybe could that look like for people? Yes. And yes. And yes. Here's what I have been suggesting um, to my audiences and coaching clients for years our little devices, our little supercomputers that we never have very far from us are often plugged in on our bedside tables and they're, they become our first entry point into the day. I think we need to stop doing that. 
I think one of the best ways that we can start our day rather than reaching for our phone in the darkness of the bedroom is to check in with ourselves before we check in with the world. So even before you get out of bed, just lie there and ask yourself, what do I need for myself today? How did I sleep? How's my energy feeling? Once I get to work, what's one or two things that I really want to accomplish today to feel successful? Like even just taking that two minutes to take control of your day and decide how you want it to unfold is a powerful move that has you heading towards um, better choices. But if we reach for our phone first, the emails come in or we scroll the news, we are now letting the outside world dictate how we feel and how we're going to conduct ourselves because we're like, I got to get back to so-and-so quickly on that email request. Or we read bad news and we go, oh my gosh, what a great way to start the day. So now the device has hijacked our efforts. So check in with yourself before you check in with the world. And then when you sit down at your desk, take a few minutes to really get clear on those things that you want to accomplish and start on the first one. Don't let the minutia, the emails, the low priority tasks be your starting point, because again, that's using your best energy and your most abundant time for what are likely the, the least uh, uh, lower priority tasks. So that's a good way to start your day to harness the energy. Yeah, you're right. I love that. Like, cause we can be, it can be so reactive that way. If we just start taking it all in and you're looking at emails, the minute your eyes open and you're just like reacting and your brain's not even probably fully functioning at that time. Like it's still just waking up and you're just like, Whoa. Well, and it can, you know, like it, it can, it can impact your mood for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that we need to be kinder to ourselves and, and take that one little step to at least wait until, you know, we're sitting at our table with our first cup of coffee before we, you know, dig into yeah. the emails. I'd say wait until you're sitting at your at your desk, but I know we some of us need to check in. Yes. Is there anything like, so we talked about kind of social media and I mean, that's where a lot of people, maybe it's where we are, yeah, um, using time and energy. Um, I think it's probably getting a lot more of our attention now with everything that's going on. But I find myself in one of the struggles is that um, it can be kind of overwhelming when it's like a comparison to others. So you're seeing mm-hmm. what other people are doing and you're like, yeah. oh, like I'm not doing that. I should be doing that and that and that. Like, how are they managing this? And um, so I think that's kind of maybe the unhealthy things coming out of, or, or it can be some of the overwhelmingness coming out of um, social media right now. Is there any? I, I call social media the soul sucking social media comparison trap because it's oh, okay. easy no matter how successful or happy or healthy you are, you can go onto social media and you'll see somebody who's doing better. And you'll see a lot of people that aren't. And we will compare ourselves and say, well, compared to them, I'm, I'm doing awesome. And compared to them, oh my gosh, you know, like uh, I suck, which is really not a good place to be because if, if you're sitting with yourself and thinking, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good, life is good. And then you allow social media to be the thing that changes that. What I suggest is if you find yourself going down that rabbit hole and feeling that energy drain, ask yourself, is what I'm witnessing what I actually want for myself in my work and life? And if it is, get off social media and start doing the work to get it. And if it isn't, you know, get off social media and keep doing what you're doing because you're doing okay. We just have to, you know, check in with ourselves in that way. But it's and and I also think that we do need to schedule in some time to to put our devices to the side. They're little dopamine traps and they've been they've been and dopamine is one of the happy hormones and so it gives us feelings of warmth and contentedness that isn't necessarily um you know 
uh, accurate, let's just say. Our, the, yeah. our phones are designed in ways to hook the neural pathways in our brain the same way that gambling and addiction does. So we'll go on there to look for likes to get that dopamine hit. We'll go on there to you know, look for you know, games or whatever that gives us that pleasure center high and uh, you know, which is often followed by a, a bit of a, a, lo- a low. So we need to yeah. do things other than our devices. Okay. Yeah. So they're, they're easy for us to just grab and, and look at. So let's, if we have to maybe physically space ourselves from them farther. So I talk about in in another, you know, how to give yourself a little bit of a a digital break and I, you know, our phones aren't going away and we, and they've been our lifeline to the outside world for all of this and they will continue to be, but we just have to recognize when it becomes too much and take little digital detoxes, you know? Okay. Hours, not days, so don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) You can check it later. No, I love that. So a little bit of a digital detox. Um, Yeah, so just to be mindful of time, is there any other sort of um, tips or, um, you know, ideas that you want to leave listeners with before we wrap up? You know, through all of of the last nine months and all the living – you know, under restriction that we've been doing, I'm trying to hopefully send a positive message to people saying, you know, we can do this and, and to, to, to not put life on hold and to do small things that will move you towards the things that you want for yourself um, on a day-to-day basis, small steps add up. So whatever it is you want for yourself, you know, write it down, decide, and then do even in small steps. Even during a pandemic, absolutely. Even during a darn pandemic. I know. We can still have those big lives. Um, This is just a bit of an obstacle, but absolutely. Where can listeners um, find you and even find your book as well? So the Success Energy Equation, again, that's what it's called. Where can listeners find you? They can go to successenergybook.com. One stop. All my social media stuff is there. If you want to join me on Instagram or YouTube, I do weekly videos. Um, my speaker website, my coaching website is through there if you're interested in learning about that, but, and, uh, how to find the book successenergybook.com. Perfect. All right. That's easy then. And we'll have that in the show notes as well. Thank you so much, Michelle, for joining today. Um, so many great tips. I love this conversation and so relevant for what's going on as well right now. So thanks, thank Kelly. you. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you. Okay. Thanks listeners. And we will catch you next week. I hope you found value in this episode. And because I'm such a proponent of taking confident action, I want to pose a question to you, the listener. What is one action that you feel inspired to take after listening to today's episode? If you enjoyed listening, please subscribe and share with your friends and family. Thank you so much. And I will catch you next time.